Hello, it's Dawn, and this is my podcast, Conversations. It's a variety show about real life stuff, and there's something on here for everybody. So if that sounds good to you, let's go. Hi, how are you? I'm great, Edward. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Happy to be I'm, here. I'm so happy to have you back on. Thank you for agreeing to do that. Oh, sure. My pleasure. Well, it was so much fun last time. I'm sure it's going to be fun this time, too. <laughs> no pressure, right? <laughs> so, okay. So for my audience that doesn't know, I had Edward on back in August of 2022, and we talked about the law of attraction. So I do want to kind of go over that just like a real brief summary, um, even though I want people to go back and listen to that episode, because it was great. I loved hearing about your background and your musical background and all of that. But can you tell people what is the law of attraction? Like, how does it work? So the law of attraction is based on vibration. And the way I believe I explained it last time and the way I usually explain it is if you think of everything as playing a song, you're sending a song out to the universe and whatever song you're sending out to the universe, the universe is matching and sending it back to you. So the definition for the law of attraction is things that are similar or the same are attracted to each other. Okay, that's wonderful, but can you give me a real life example? Of course, of course I can. This has happened to everybody. There's no one on this planet that this hasn't happened to. You're thinking about your friend, you're thinking about your friend, you're thinking about your friend, your phone rings, it's your friend. Wow, no, <laughs> you did that. That was the law of attraction, right? Yeah, do you feel right. like you have to have any kind of special abilities to do it or can anybody do it? Anybody and everybody can and is doing it all the time. The law of attraction is the, uh, the law that runs our, our world, our universe. And so it's, it's working for everybody. Now, people have different names for it. They can call it a coincidence or a synchronicity. Um, you've heard all of these. You've heard birds of a feather flock together. What comes around goes around. Mm -hmm. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. Um, as you sow, so shall you reap. That, those are all um, explanations of the law of attraction. It's just, it's not called the law of attraction, but it's the same thing. How do you raise your vibration? That, that really intrigues me. How do you get there in order to get what you want? So there, there's two things. Um, raising your vibration in general is always a good thing because when you're at a higher vibration, you're attracting more positive things into your experience. So a general way to raise your vibration would be to do things that bring you joy. And you can do things on purpose that bring you joy. If there's certain music you like, listening to that music will make you feel good. If you like walking in nature or walking on the beach, um, taking a bubble bath, meditating, um, you know, any sort of creative arts, you know, uh, painting, cooking, drawing, singing, playing a musical instrument, basically anything that brings you joy is putting in you, you into your heart center, which is your heart chakra, which is raising your vibration. Now, when you do that, you are allowing your energy to flow and you are allowing what you want to begin to manifest in your situation. The other thing is every single thing that you want has a certain vibration. So if you want a new car, 
let's say a new car is playing the note of C and it always plays the note of C. And if you're playing the note of F, you have to move yourself to the note of C to be a match to the car and it'll eventually manifest in your experience, which is, it's not a hard thing to do. People are moving and shifting their vibration constantly all day long. It's not, it, it's not hard. It's not complicated. It just takes some focus and some practice. Is, is vibration like a synonym for attitude? Um, yeah, it can be a synonym for attitude or for mood. Yeah. Okay. You know that when you were saying that, of how, you know, if you uh, want to be happy, listen to a happy song. It made me think about like in grade school and high school, if you broke up with a boy, you would like <laughs> listen, watch a sad movie or listen to a sad song. Like you wanted to bring everything down to where you right. were feeling. So that totally makes sense. Right. Right. <laughs> and we're not, um, we're not ever saying that any emotion is inappropriate. You, we want everybody to feel all of their emotions. Part of my work is to help people feel their emotions, especially with men, because we've been told we don't have any. So <laughs> yeah. feeling them is very important. But um, the question is, is how long do you want to stay in the negative emotion? And however long you want to stay is fine, but you'll feel better when you start reaching for um, happy songs, happy things, etc. Okay, so if you're really down and things just seem like, okay, you're broke. You're just mm -hmm. broke and yep. it's hard to even see the light and think, well, what, how am I supposed to raise my vibration? Like I owe everybody money right now. What's the first step? The first step is to more than likely take a nap and turn your mind off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up for that. <laughs> oh, good, good. Because um, vibration works on thoughts because thoughts are energy forms. And if you're continually having negative thoughts, you're in a negative vibration. And from that negative vibration, you can't, for lack of a better term, see the light. Mm -hmm. So the best thing to do is to stop that mind chatter. Um, we've been taught to focus on something and focus on something and wrestle it to the ground and kill it and, and all that. And that really doesn't work. You know, Albert Einstein famously said, you can't solve a problem with the same thinking that created the problem. Right. So if you're in the middle of a, of a negative spiral, you're not going to have a, an insight or an inspiration or a eureka at that point. The best thing to do is to turn off your mind, to stop thinking, to focus on something else. It's so interesting, too, how we all are so programmed to think that our thoughts are facts. Yes. Yes. It's so crazy because it, it really, because we're hearing it in our mind over and over and over, we assume it to be true. Correct. It's nuts. Well, okay. it's, it's how we're programmed and it's how our subconscious mind works. Our subconscious mind is our supercomputer and it basically takes everything that we tell it as instructions. That's why people seem to get stuck in, in negative loops and negative spins because they're going over the same thought again. So if someone told you when you were young that you really weren't smart and you believed them, you're gonna, your subconscious program is going to create that. How does gratitude play a role in all this? Well, gratitude and appreciation lift your spirits. Okay. In, in some of the um, um, other spiritual practices and religions, they'll say, count your blessings. Mm 
which mm -hmm. is also gratitude, appreciation. Anytime that you're looking at something and appreciating it or feeling grateful for it, you can't, you can't feel depressed and grateful at the same time. It's an impossibility. So you just have to try and find the small thing that you can at least feel grateful for. Right. Even if you're in, at your worst, just try and find that little nugget. Sure. Uh, yeah. That's hard to do. Well, that's a belief. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> so um, you, can, you can be grateful for a good cup of coffee. You can be grateful for the sunrise. You can be grateful for the rain. You can be grateful for trees. You can be grateful for birds singing. You can be grateful that you woke up. You know, I have a friend who says any day above ground is a good day. And, you know, that's a, that's a good attitude to start with. But if you, if you practice looking for things to be grateful for or to appreciate, they're everywhere. Right. And you really have nothing to lose. Yeah. If your attitude is in the toilet, you have nothing to lose just yes. by think positive. And what about people that are skeptics about all of this law of attraction and manifesting and all that stuff? What, what do you say to them? I say, great. That's, a, that's your <laughs> choice. And, and one of the things that I learned years and years ago is you can't teach people who aren't asking because they can't hear the vibration of the answer. They're not in a vibration of looking for an answer. So if um, you don't believe, if you're a skeptic, that's perfectly fine. I, I don't, you know, I don't have a problem with that. You're allowed to choose and focus on whatever you want. If you're interested in this, if you're, and I would guess that if you're listening to Dawn's wonderful podcasts <laughs> all the time, that you do have some interest in this because she, covers interesting subjects. So if you're listening, then you're in one way or another sort of asking. Okay. Cause you're doing something that you enjoy and doing anything that you enjoy is what's going to raise your vibration and get you there. Absolutely. Perfect. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so the belief system is a huge thing where, yes. how do you go about, I mean, you're born, you're raised, your parents I don't want to say they drilled these ideas in your head because they just told you what they knew, what they were told to believe. Correct. Um, so, yeah. How do you how do you know what beliefs are not helping you and how do you go about changing those beliefs? That is a wonderful question. So um, with the law of attraction and with the law of assumption, and in my opinion, they're both the same thing, but we can talk about that a little bit, too. Um, the law of attraction, the real short version is three things ask, believe, receive. So the asking part is deciding, I would like that. And when you decide that, you've just asked. And now your work is to believe it. And as you work on believing it, the beliefs that are contrary to that are going to bubble up into your mm -hmm. consciousness. Now, interestingly enough, the most prevalent negative belief all over the world is I'm not good enough or I'm not enough. That's, and we've all been taught that because it's not true. If you look at little babies, there's no little babies born that say, you know, I'm going to grow up and have bad self-esteem or I'm going to grow up and <laughs> believe I'm a loser. Right. They don't, they, they right. rule the world. No, they, they're perfect. Yeah. They, they cry and they expect everybody to, <laughs> yeah. to, to cater to them till we begin to teach them otherwise. So it's a learned thing 
And as you are doing these things and as your beliefs are coming up, that's when you can work on them. That's when you can shift them. And that's when you can change them if you want to. Now, some people are just running on autopilot and they never catch that. They never pay attention to that. But if you're working on being a vibrational match to something on manifesting something, the beliefs that are counter to you having it are going to um, bubble up into your experience. And then you have the opportunity to work on them if you choose to. Hmm. And then what's the difference between that and the law of assumption? So basically the, the law of attraction is ask, believe, receive. And the law of assumption is believing that the thing you want already exists in your life and you'll manifest it into existence. Um, it was created by Neville Goddard um, a number of years ago. So there, there's lots of books out about him and it's interesting to me, I've studied his works and I've read his books and I never considered what he was teaching different from the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden there's a lot of, um, on YouTube and other places, a lot of stuff about the law of assumption. To me, it's the same thing. Okay. So the, here's a story that'll make sense of this, um, believing that it already exists. Years ago, my wife Marge and I were looking for a house. And we found a house that we thought was going to be perfect, and it ended up not working out. Um, the, the people we were buying it from, their condo had all kinds of troubles and delays, and we had to find a place to live. And my wife got very, very upset. And I said to her, our house already exists. It's already out there, and we are simply going to find it. Now, the law of assumption is that what you want already exists and you will become a match to it by assuming that it will manifest. So uh, buying a house is an easy one because you look around and there's houses everywhere. But that was an example of it. When you're creating something new, the same thing is true. The energy, everything that's needed for that to manifest is taken care of by the universe. You don't have to figure out how. You don't have to know how. And the law of assumption says, assume that it's already there and allow it to manifest. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I've heard the term, um, whatever's meant for you will never pass you by. I've heard that phrase before and that I get, you know, that it's, we are all such control freaks that we think that we know <laughs> what is supposed to end up in our lap where right. the universe has our best interest and we'll take care of it all, take care of all the details. We just have to plant that seed. Yes. Yes. Now this is one of the ways that the, uh, um, the human gets in the way. Our mind likes to think of how, and likes to figure out how. And our mind is not built for that. We are physically not able to see the big picture. Our mind is designed to look around, to sense everything that's around us, to, um, to sort of see, feel, respond, think, etc. But we do not always have the ability to figure out how. And when we turn it over to the universe and let the universe take care of the how, you're in a much better position to allow what you want to manifest. If you're the one who's trying to figure out how, you're getting in the way. Okay. So take yourself out of the equation. Yes. Yep. Okay. 
I just love talking to you about all this stuff. <laughs> um, okay, so now since we spoke, you said that you have been a certified advanced belief clearing practitioner. Yes. Become, okay, tell me what that is. So what it is 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 I took some uh, uh, a couple of courses to become um, certified as a belief clearing practitioner. Because as a, a mindset coach and as a law of attraction expert, when I'm helping folks figure out what they want, as I said, once they start focusing on that, the limiting beliefs, the negative beliefs, the programming is going to come to the surface. And there are techniques and ways for you to clear that. And I know a lot of those techniques and ways. That's what I learned so that I can help people clear those beliefs and get them out of their own way so that what they do want can manifest in their experience. And it's um, a toolbox so that I have a whole bunch of different tools to help people with because some of the tools people are going to really like and go, yeah, I really like that one. And there's other ones that are going to go, eh, not so much. So when yeah. you have a bunch of different things and a bunch of different ways to come at it, it's uh, more helpful. What do you think are people's biggest stumbling blocks when it comes to their belief systems? Is it just the not the willingness to admit that maybe what they've believed their whole life is wrong? Or what, what do you feel like is a common stumbling block for people? We as a species are waking up. And part of the waking up is releasing all this negative programming. And, and you hear a lot of people about taking your power back. Well, mm -hmm. your negative programming is keeping you from taking your power back. So as you begin to understand that and as you take your power back, that's when the beliefs comes up. That's when things start to change. That's when things start to shift. And there's a lot of people who are experiencing that and a lot of people who are looking for help with that. And there are others who aren't, and that's okay. Oh, I think we all could use a little bit of it at least. Sure. I mean, because there's so many things out there that we have just grown up to believe that could potentially be completely false. A lot of what we've been taught to believe is completely false. Mm. As and, and as I said, one, one of the biggest ones is I'm not good enough. And I say to people all the time, have you had any experiences with babies? And anybody who has goes, there's no way that a baby believes that. It's impossible. So right. the good news with that is someone taught you that. And if someone taught you that, you can unlearn it. Like through affirmations? Um, affirmations is one way. There are other, there are other different techniques that uh, I help people with. But affirmations is a good way. Meditations um, different things like that. And there's other, you know, very specific techniques that I help people with. Um, we can talk about one if you want. Sure. Okay. There's, there's something called the Sedona method. The Sedona method is deceivingly simple and it's really, really effective. And I use it with, um, clients all the time. And when you have a negative feeling coming up in your experience, right? So I don't know if if uh, if you can we can do it together if you can think of something. Okay. Um. Do you want me to say it out loud? No, you don't have to. I just okay, I want you. To, yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Yeah. No, we don't. We don't need you to do that and share that with your listeners. We all know we have some things like that. Yes. Good. So the first step is to feel that feeling without judging it, just allow it to be. 
Can you do that? Yeah, I can do that. Good. Now, that is tricky for people because we're used to pushing stuff away. We're used to stuffing it back into our pockets. We're used to being in denial about it and saying, no, no, no. So that can be a challenging first step. But we're going to ask you again. So you have the feeling and you're not judging it. Well, I am somewhat judging it. I was kind of doing the no, no, no thing, (laughs) Um, you know, just like because it's uncomfortable. Right. Right. Yep. Okay, good. So you're feeling it. So we're going to ask you three questions. The first question is, could you let that go? I want to. Okay, so the answer is yes. Okay, yes. The second question is, would you let that go? Yes. When? And the answer is now. So I need you to say that. And uh, I now. There you go. Good, good. (laughs) And I'm going to ask you a couple more times. Could you let that go? Yes. Would you let that go? Yes. When? Now. Good. Could you let that go? Yes. Would you let that go? Yes. When? Right now. Good. Could you let that go? Yes. Would you let that go? Yes. When? Now. How do you feel? A lot lighter. I, yeah. I really, I thought that I was going to be the skeptic person saying <laughs> it's just words, but no, I do feel lighter. It yeah. does feel good. And but that's... it doesn't feel good to think about that stuff. <laughs> right, right. Well, well, we, we did it on purpose and, right. and made you go and find something. But if something pops into your experience, then you have a tool in your pocket to release it. Yeah, that's nice. And as I said, it's deceptively simple. Very. Why do we carry that garbage around with us? Like it haunts us. Because we don't know better. But we're starting, we're starting to learn better. We're starting to take our power back. We're starting to let that stuff go. And it's part of our evolution and part of the understanding. That's wonderful. And why wouldn't somebody want to experience that? Just that feeling of being lighter and not carrying a bunch of mental crap around. Right, right. And a lot of people, when I start with it, they go, really, Ed? Come on, I'm just saying, just play, just answer the questions, just, mm-hmm. you know, and three, four, five times. And they go, how you feel? And they go, oh, my goodness, I feel better. <laughs> you know? It's kind of it's kind of surprising. And as I said, it is deceptively simple, but it's extremely effective. Yeah, that, and it makes sense, too, because what's the point of continuing to carry it with you? Right, right. Mm. What is uh, the Silver's Modality Healer that you are also now experiencing? So um, Silver's Modality Healing is basically Reiki on steroids. It's oh. a Yeah, it's a, uh, a focused physical healing. Candace Silvers is a, a wonderful woman who um, has the ability to heal people, and she teaches people how to do this modality. She has many medical miracles to her credit, which she doesn't take credit for, but they've experienced through her. In just the time that I've been with her, she um, was working with a, a, a little boy from England who was sent home to die. And the mother, when she found Candace, said, I just want to have one more Christmas with him. And in March, he turned seven years old and he is a happy, bouncing little boy. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I saw that and I was like, Oh, you know, something inside of me said, I have to do this. So I had already been doing Reiki for years and years. And so I learned how to do this and I'm not up to her level yet, but I'm getting better at it. So it's what the uh, heck is Reiki. Will you tell me what that is? I mean, I I've seen people do it with their hands. I know that right, part of right, it, but like, right. what is it? So basically Reiki is an energetic healing. It's uh, an energy that flows through people. It was originally explained to me of sort of like Japanese laying of hands type of thing. So it's it's an energetic flow and it's about clearing the body and, and moving um, stuck energy out of the body. So do you try and do both Reiki and then also helping people with their belief systems? If they want. Um, and you know, it's, it's two separate hats that I wear, you know, whether I'm doing a healing on somebody or if I'm doing, um, uh, coaching or teaching in law of attraction, you know, that, that depends, but, um, so hmm. yeah, yeah. That's it's really just, cool. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I have quite a bag of tricks here. To, to, no, you do. <laughs> That's what I think it's really neat. It makes you multifaceted. And I never talked to you before about channeling. When did you realize that you could channel? So. This is an interesting story. Um, when I was a kid, I would play guitar. I started playing guitar when I was about seven years old. And I had the ability to, what I would refer to was get out of the way and let the music flow through me. I didn't think anything of it. I figured that's the way everybody played music. I figured that was completely normal. And I started to see um, Abraham Hicks, who was channeled through Esther Hicks. Mm -hmm. And they said, Abraham set up on the stage, some of you are going to start getting us that that you're going to feel us moving through you and talking through you. And I said, Oh, thank God, because it was already happening to me. Right, <laughs> like, right. This is, this is really weird. And um, the the I would channel through voice through speaking, and I never connected the two. And we were watching the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show years and years ago. And Eric Clapton was talking about Stevie Ray Vaughan and said that he was always a wide open channel to let the music flow. And I, I just had an, uh, an aha eureka moment. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I've been doing this all my life and didn't connect that it was the same thing. Right. So oh. you, you realize that there were other channels out there and you're like, OK, I was doing that with music. But now I see that there's people that are doing it with voices and right. being being that conduit. So yes. can you summon it whenever you want? Um, yes. Yes, I and, can. And is it one person? Is No, or... no, it's a group. It's uh, Abraham is a group of non-physical beings. And I also have a group of of non-physical beings, if you will, ascended um, people who are interested in. Um, offering guidance and wisdom to help uh, help us as we're moving forward in our evolution to raise the vibration of the people and of the planet and to help. And that's that's a really big part of my work. So what are what are their thoughts on the way things are going right now with the world? It's easy to assume that the world is broken. And in reality, it's not because we're an interesting species and we all love ice cream and nice things and fun things and happy things. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. But if we don't eat some pickles and some garlic, we don't know how sweet ice cream is. Mm -hmm. And so 
there's a lot of contrast on our planet. There's a lot of different things going on. And in every moment, we have the ability to choose and decide what it is that we want to interact with. So if you think of the, the, the whole thing as a giant buffet, when you go to a buffet, you don't go, oh, I hate mushrooms, get them off the buffet. And oh, I hate broccoli, get that off the buffet. You just say, I'm not going to put any on my plate. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that, that um, we're learning. And that's the thing that people have trouble with. They look at the, all the stuff in the world and say, we need to get rid of this. We need to get rid of that. We need to get rid of the other thing. And when you understand law of attraction or law of assumption, and you understand that your focus is adding anything is your, what it's, here we go. What you're focusing on, you're adding your energy to. So it's almost like you have um, a watering can and you're watering it and making it grow or you have a telescope and you're focusing in on it and making it bigger. Mm -hmm. So when you simply stop adding your energy to it, it will not manifest in your experience. What a great analogy. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's so true though, to get hyper-focused. And if you watch the news, which I tell people, I do not watch the news and it's just because it takes over my brain and I yeah. can't, I, it's just, it's too negative. It's too, it's too much. Yes. And I'm a happier person without it. So I just choose not to. Yes. And I, I agree with you. My wife and I haven't watched the news in probably 35 years. And the other thing is, is you watch the news and you go to bed. So you mm -hmm. just filled your head with all that crap and then you go to bed. And most of what happens on the news is, is when I was younger, the news was the news. But what is on the media now is not the news. It's spin. It's someone's opinion of the story. It's not even the real story anymore. So it, it's just not helpful. Right. It's like the game of telephone where you just... Everybody that tells it, you hear a different story, different story until it's not even what it originally started out as. Right, right, oh. exactly. Oh, Edward, I am so happy you came back to talk to me. <laughs> I always just love talking to you and um, I watch you on YouTube. So tell people where they can find you. So my YouTube channel is Edward Langan on YouTube, um, L-A-N-G-A-N, and you can find me there. And for everybody who's listening, there is a free gift on my website for you, which is the Next Level Manifestation Workbook. And my, um, my website is edwardlangan.com. And that's free for anybody. You can, you can go on there if you're interested in the law of attraction, law of assumption, and you want to manifest things into your life. That's free for you. And there's all kinds of other meditations and videos and things like that on my website and also on my YouTube channel. Awesome. I'll put all that in the show notes too, so people can find you, but thank you so much, Edward. I appreciate you and all you're doing to just try and get us raise that vibration. Be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Dawn, thank you so much. It's always fun and always a pleasure. And uh, thank you for having me again. You bet. We'll talk soon. Thanks a lot, Edward. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.